We're just yeah. pre-funking. We're pre-funking. Welcome to Beer Plus Three. Come with us as we dive fathoms below Beer Snob City, where we swim amongst the countless schools of artisanal beers and solve the world's problems of the bottomless trench we call the world one beer at a time. Diving with us today is a man we call Mike Balls Deep Down Zamora. Say hello, BDD. Hello, everybody. Also, getting scuba with it is Rick the Guppy Anderson. Bless us with the bubbles of your wisdom, Gup. Finally, our intern on loan from the Alufre Museum, the world's finest sponges. It is Brie Edwards. The Museum of Sponges? You are part of it. Oh, well. I am your host for this voyage, Captain, if you will. Dram de la Fort, and I love you all. It is October 9th, 2015, and we are beer plus three. That was very mellow. I, I know, but be, I, I wanted I wanna, to do it in dedication to the movie we're well, doing today. We really have to. It really well, brought back we all those shows and stuff we watched in school in the 70s and early yeah. 80s of Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, I, I about died listening to that intro. So. I never alive. watched anything by Jacques Cousteau. Really? Ever. Yeah. Well, well they, you're from Aberdeen. They didn't have. Pro- they didn't. <laughs> they have put on logging mo- shows. <laughs> well, no, they just didn't have film projectors in Aberdeen. That wasn't <laughs> probably not. They just had the the. They had the one like thing where the what's that called? Where it lights up from the bottom and has the magnifying glass that goes onto the screen. Well, you know, it's it's like what that. What's called? The overhead projector. Overhead. They just had one overhead projector for the entire <laughs> school. <laughs> we didn't get the movie. They would just play the soundtrack of the movie, and they would draw really fast, you know, and then no, they, just had, they the had pictures. They just shove on there. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I used to have one of those. Do you know? You know the little things in. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever had these in grade school back in. The, I'm. I, they were probably gone. Crabs. By the time no. You were in school. No. Crabs is one thing, yeah, that went around in grade school. But this oh, is a different thing. Ew. They used to have the little TV set things where they would pull. They had like the little film. It was almost like the uh, like the uh, Viewmaster. Viewmaster, yeah, man, my brain went blank for a second. Um, where they would put the little film oh. in there, and they would play the record, and it would be timed just right so that it would move to the next thing, and you'd watch the picture on the screen and hear the music on the. My parents had one of those for our pictures, the slide yeah. projector. Yeah, it was kind of like a slide projector, but it would look like a TV. Mm-hmm. And so, and and yeah. as it went, each time the little film thing would go up one more mm-hmm. notch, one more notch. They were the on this little carousel play. that went mm-hmm. kind of this way instead of this way. I was absolutely fascinated with those as a kid, and my mom found one at a garage sale, and I freaked. I was like, "Oh my god, I oh own!" God. I, it tastes like Dr Pepper. I know that's so exactly what I was going to say. I keep to myself right. Sorry, <laughs> monk's blood for you all. I want to hear Bree's asshole jokes. No. <laughs> No, no, they're jokes about you guys being old. Yes. So. Well, you don't have to joke about that. We're well aware of that fact. <laughs> we're well aware we're old and our assholes don't work like everyone else's assholes. <laughs> All you young people. 
Yeah. But this this beer tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. I was I could hoping drink this day all I was long. I was uh, going to say that and I was prepared to hear holy shit the beer noob has no fucking clue what he's no, talking about. But that's I, what no, I the beer noob like on Dr. the Pepper. nose. This is delicious. Yeah. It's, it's got all the doctor but none of the pepper, but uh, it's that fig <laughs> taste in there that I'm really appreciating yeah. that mm-hmm. sweet Mellow, really? grab your mouth. Way this is the 21st uh, century. Yeah. Is it 21st century or 21st, 21st amendment? amendment? Sorry, it's the what um, is the 21st amendment? <laughs> 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 We've got beer. <laughs> <laughs> We've got beer. <laughs> 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 That's 21st and of course, <laughs> and of course, every every Star Wars fan, beer. every Star Wars fan has about ten seconds of silence right there. Dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. I know. Oh this God. is uh, we should let everybody know who's listening to the podcast. So we're we're drinking the Twenty First Amendment Monk's Blood, which is um, yeah. I'm 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 really impressed. There's a lot of levels to it. I'll give you that. I mean, I, I, I say it tastes like Dr Pepper, which it does slightly, but it does yeah. have a lot of a lot of different little flavors in there. The cinnamon you can kind of taste. Yeah. On the back end. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would give this a four, I think. You know, it would. Really? I, I, I'm going about three, yeah. maybe three and a half. Oh, I, if I, somebody I, convinces I like me, I'll go three and a half. I would say it's good <laughs> enough to help me reevaluate 20 21st Amendment. Amendment. Like, I might purchase them again. From I'm, San Francisco, California. Right. Mm. A former brewer, or head brewer? Head brewer. The former head brewer of our very own... What's Boundary Bay. Boundary Bay, yes, thank you. So no, maybe it wasn't the head brewer, but a, a brewer. He, was, he, he, he might worked been, there. Yeah. I don't know what he was. but um, He could have been he, making the $20 he nachos. He went down, and uh, apparently he made enough money working there <laughs> to uh, open his own brewery. Mike is never going to let that go. That is going to be like a... How about we just call it $20 nachos from now on? Because I would have got that right away. Are you right. still sore about that? <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't be? Oh, his, his I think the proper term. Chat. I think the proper Dude, term. I mean, even the tarragon chicken, chat. I let that go every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a, I was going to say, you bring it up every time we bring up that. So, no. Your hide is just no. equally <laughs> as chapped as it is. I was going to say, I thought, I thought the proper term was butt hurt, but I, I don't know. Maybe that's not. Hey, I'm trying to be. If my butt's chapped, I had a lot of fun right there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, although I do agree with Mike, I think $20 nachos is bullshit. Um, the 21st Amendment, I just looked it up, is actually the amendment that repealed the 18th Amendment, which was the Prohibition. Oh, Prohibition. Yeah. So that kind of I knew sense. I knew it. But the it was guy, the only amendment I knew. The the brewer, the head brewer of 21st Amendment, 21st Amendment. Yeah, he's, me, he's, I, no, I don't know if he's from Bellingham, but he worked at, at Boundary. Oh, huh. Back when they were good. Rumor has it. Yeah. Back when they were good. <laughs> Boy, Aslan, I'm kidding. They still have good Aslan beer. Aslan and Boundary Bay Brewing, those are two local uh, no, brewers. No, just we're Aslan's sc- going to get their... They're, they're the new kid on the block. They're the FNG. we gotta, we got to tan their hides a little bit. I'm mm. being PG-13 for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> tan their hides. Now you bring out the jokes about our age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tan your hide. <laughs> you little whippersnapper. You don't get smart, Alec. You with me, God damn you it. Would, you're a rogue, sir, a ne'er-do-well. <laughs> a scallywag. <laughs> oh, let's not go that far, sir. I'm sorry, I just got a little carried away. You know, if we could tone our show down, we might get an invite to be on another show. I mean, I mean maybe this is a good thing to practice. <laughs> tone maybe. it down? Yeah. Tone, what, oh, show? you want us to sell out. <laughs> sell to who? I want to sell. I'll tone it down. Nobody's offered, but I, I would. I would I, in a heartbeat. For a beer, Right. <laughs> Yeah, if you give me a beer, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. 
I'm really enjoying this beer. I can't even stop sipping. Yeah, it's good. And it's like eight point something percent. It's oh yeah, oh, is it three? All right, we're gonna have to go rock paper scissors for wow. the last can. I think. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out because I do have to drive later. But. Yeah. I think this gentleman just needs I have to, to walk a fucking out. dog. I have to not pass I'm lo- out. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> those text messages we get early, later oh, th- right. tonight. He never texts me. Nah, well. He does the Facebook he chat. He does the Facebook Guys, chat. Guys, I'm oh, walking yeah. the dog. Was that the last one we got? He was so excited yeah, to walk walking the dog again. It's fun again to walk the dog. Again was spelled with just an A, N, and then a T. <laughs> My spelling suffers a tad right. when it's alcohol drenched. Do you ever walk the dog with your dick hanging out? I mean... Uh, <laughs> I thought that was part you of the deal. Tell me that's a reference right. or something. I always do. I thought that was part of how you were supposed to walk the dog. Did I? Am I doing it wrong? Or you might be. <laughs> I have Isn't some left if anybody is? wants it. Mm-hmm. Anybody want this? Oh, fuck. I'll take that. Sure, of course you'll take it. <laughs> I'll take whatever's left in here. Unless you want some. You haven't <laughs> had any yet. I'm working on the camp. Oh, okay. No, they're actually uh, they are they are referring to way back on like episode eighteen or nineteen where I had texted a bunch of very personal stuff to them because I was so drunk, and it was um, it wasn't even that vaguely personal. embarrassing. Well, no, what was oh really. oh, and I'm also confusing that though with uh, Jeff Miller's uh, just own it, dude. His extremely uh, <laughs> graphic text to Mike on accident. So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been quite that bad. No. Um, I think I do retain some kind of control. There's no way my fingers will work that well. I mean, I already have a hard enough time sober on my phone. Mm-hmm. So. Have you guys ever texted something like that on accident to the wrong person? Like something that was really <laughs> embarrassing? Um, or text something about someone else to the wrong... To that person, oh, someone that was no. texting someone oh, else. God. Yeah. How, oh, God. How about when you bitch to the boss and you accidentally text the boss? <laughs> the <bitch? laughs> Oh, ouch. Yeah. And then you have to follow up with, ha that was just a joke. Get it? You know, just, yeah. Just, no, just you just kidding. eat shit. <laughs> I'm too old for this. Sorry. First of all, I, I, don't, get embar- I don't do embarrassing texts because my wife doesn't have a phone yeah. or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. I want letter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she thinks phones are the like Satan's playground if she believed in God or Satan. You're, you're, um, she's against. Oh, yeah, she, she hates cell phones. Every time I pick this thing up, well, she's like, "What are you doing in your phone?" I'm like, I'm just <laughs> looking at something because someone texted us or you know messaged us about what we're doing right now. Oh, uh, okay. So she and bothered like by the every fact. Every time I pick up my phone, I'm like, I'm looking at work email. Is I'm she looking at this? Somebody just called. Is it? Know? Is it a you're too connected to your phone and you're ignoring me kind of thing, or is it a? Like no, a paranoia it's, it's, about what you're doing on your phone. Yeah. No, it's mm, neither no. of those. It's no. her. Um, it's her being annoyed by people who are always on the. Really, you have to adjust. No, the no, fucking no. Mic it, for if me? it's off slightly, you're really. Shall calm. I project? <laughs> anyway, keep going. Um, no, it's her. Her annoyance by people who are always on their phone. Oh. Like whenever yeah. there's somebody and there's always somebody in the yeah. restaurant on their phone while the other person is talking to them. She's yeah, that's like, just rude. I hate that. That's just. Oh my god, I hate that. How could anyone do that? And it's the subject of the conversation at that yeah. point. Did you know that that's actually a thing now? They actually made a word in the dictionary called fubbing. P H U. Fobbing. Fobbing. P H O B B I N G. It's it, or no, it is a U. It's yeah. snubbing and phone, phone snubbing. <laughs> is that anything like sledding? Because sledding was the term I heard this week. I yeah. know. I heard Generation App, which I thought oh, was that's genius. Funny. Yeah. No, yeah. Deanne and I notice that a lot. I mean, we're not. Deanne and I never jump on each other for it because we're, we're the types that if we're out at yeah, because at a, you generally are like words with friends with her. So 
Well, yeah. Well, that's one thing. Well, we've literally sat at restaurants across from each other doing a trivia crack against each other while we're at the restaurant. Oh, nice. Now. But um, it's. And I, I mean, we'll pick up our phone that. here and there to look at something real quick, and then we'll set it back down. I'm not. I always feel like a dick, though. Like if I'm if I have my phone in my hand more than thirty seconds, I'm like, oh god, I'm being an asshole. But then I look around and I you do you see like a lot of people walk into a restaurant, sit down, and they're both immediately just on their phone. Yeah, it yeah. happens. And it's weird. that's where my like, wife why? just gets livid. And I'm like, well, honey, it's not us. Why are you livid? At- oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Just relax. Oh, no, Brandon does the same thing. Anytime he, when we first started dating, anytime he saw that, he would be like, oh, now see, this is what's wrong with this generation coming up here. Oh, and I'm like, God, he's but, not, but he's no. an old man, but he's not that old. But be, no, man. no, like seriously, like he would just be like, you know, this is why people ha- don't have intimate relationships anymore because we have their phones. Oh, and then, yeah. and then about like two months later, he got his first. Um, his people first like smartphone, and it people was done. People always like to fuck, so people yeah. will always have intimate yeah. relationships. There's Music always fact. People always manage to. to I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be concerned about people spending too much time on their phone per se. But it, in certain contexts, like when you're at a restaurant with someone and you're supposedly, you know, there you're there to to some extent socialize with them. It's just it's weird to me the why you would change. Oh, especially if you're true, there though. if especially though if you're there with somebody that you're like a like presumably the people I'm looking at are either dating or married. And if it's I'm at weird taco to see time people... with the family and I whip out my phone. <laughs> I, I said I'm dining. not I, I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not there to be dining. I'm there to consume food. Yeah, I'm talking about actual restaurants. So I'm not talking about I mean that's that's something else but I don't know. It's just well, weird. like, like when we weird. when we would meet one of you guys or you guys at a bar, we'd be like, "You're on." You mm. message me going, "No, we're on our way," and I'd pick up the phone. Oh, yeah, and I would start typing, and she would go, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm just telling them <laughs> they're on their way." I'm just telling them, awesome, thank you for telling us <laughs> so that they're she, on their way. Oh, uh, okay. So she's reaping all the benefits <laughs> and still being allowed to hate on this. Yes. That's technology. Well, that's I humans in a nutshell, really, right. especially older humans when we get all pissy. I love oh, the yeah. next generation. I think the next generation's awesome. I do, too. I, really I love I, to watch I, the progression that they get and, and the technology that they have and the, the interactions they have, not only with that technology like we did. We had, we had technology when we were kids, yeah. but it was just very basic it was video games and, and consoles and things like that but we were able to uh, make that a social kind of thing and now th- this new generation really has has like this technology that is social and it's very interesting and and it's, i think that's one of the reasons why i had a kid just to watch it grow up as a some kind of social experiment so <laughs> isn't that why anybody has kids no no some people have kids to complete themselves and some people have kids to um we need to make sure the line moves on so we need to fuck until we have a boy i have that to kind of shit. but you know That's yeah. it. the whole complete themselves isn't that yeah, just another way of saying they're lonely and they need to feel loved <laughs> yeah i know pretty much <laughs> and some of us had kids just to have somebody to mow the lawn <laughs> yes my daughter started doing dishes and it's Really? Wow. That's oh yeah, cool. seven years old. If I had a yard, she'd be mowing it. Our well, still, our still aren't doing the dishes. She's, but. she's as tall as Oliver, so I know she can reach the sink to do it mm-hmm. because Oliver can wash. She still dishes. complains, yeah. and she'll like pull over the, the 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 chair from the table. I'm like, you don't need that, but 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 no. <laughs> All you do, you're far enough at that point to drop the dish and break it. So no. <laughs> but Dad, it's so hard to stand up. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. You just don't understand. Dad, I'm filing a complaint with OSHA, you bastard. (laughs) Go right the fuck ahead. (laughs) uh, 
Yeah, my kids aren't even doing. I mean, they keep their rooms clean and their beds made, but there's no. Uh, and Mason likes to mow the lawn. He likes to help me mow the lawn, but oh yeah, there's no. Uh, we haven't done the dishes. Dishes. Then again, we're really shitty about. I mean, our attitude is. Oh, well, like, yeah, dishwasher. dishwasher. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I don't like the. I don't like. I like Aww, everything. Being, you do not have dishwasher. I like everything being really clean. So I don't yeah, like. It's called my daughter. Doing oh. it. <laughs> The dishwasher isn't magic. You do still have to wash it off before you put it in there. That's what I never understood about the dishwasher. I well, always found like the dishes are never clean enough in the dishwasher. Why if, not just wash them? Because if you're the type of people who actually rinse your dishes off when you're done with them and put them in the sink and then load up the dishwasher, it works great. But or if you could just wash. If them. you're the type that eats your dinner and then leaves the plate sitting on the counter for like three hours, so everything solidifies like, like every glue. Child known to man. Yeah. <laughs> then no, it Unless doesn't. Unless it's those people it in so well. places where children are starving and they yeah. don't have plates yeah. no there's only one person that does that in my house and it's the one i didn't train <laughs> oh, nice. oh we're uh, treading on so dangerous territory Pepper. here Sorry. it is it's uh it is very dr peppery it's uh, kind of amazing i'm really enjoying this beer. i am i am too but i love dr pepper if i hated dr pepper i probably wouldn't enjoy this are you telling me you're not a pepper oh <laughs> oh you are oh you are saying too. the other uh, you're saying you are a pepper i see I could be a pepper too. I didn't. I never. Are you a pepper? I never, I, a little like bit. Meet in the bathroom later. I can go fifty-fifty with the pepper Excellent. thing. I can. That's all I need. I can go either I can way work with, with it. that. <laughs> I'm curious about being a pepper. That's. I'm just. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to draw Rick. I'm by pepper. As a pepper one of these days, just a beautiful <laughs> portrait. What do you want to be? A bell pepper? Habanero? <laughs> that would be, that would be lovely. Happy little pepper. Happy Doesn't little matter pepper. what kind. Just happy little pepper. Do you want some happy little clouds too? That'd be nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm I'm more of a wallflower pepper. <laughs> oh wait, a ghost pepper. <laughs> but I'm hot. Uh, are you a habanero pepper? Ah! <laughs> oh, you saw that. Yeah. I'll have you know that he liked mine and not anybody else's. Ha! Oh, what? What? <laughs> I love Caleb. Yeah. Well, Caleb loves you. Speaking so of it all Caleb. works. Speaking we, of Caleb, we saw Caleb and Tamara at the uh, at the Tig Notaro concert last night. Oh, I'm sure you did. Ran yeah. into him. Yeah, well, yeah I was playing Parenthood. I know. I wish I'd, yeah, I'd it was known a... about that. I'm sure I did, and I just forgot about it. I would have totally. I'm gone pretty to that. sure you were. Can you tell? I mean, what kind of comedy does she do? I mean, she's really about... got a, a very definite style of uh, of delivery that I I don't think Wait, it works a for everybody. Has a definite style of delivery? no, not all comedians have a definite style of delivery. Most yeah, of them are just kind of don't. Most have a of them style. Most of them are what Mike calls like the white comic thing the you know yeah. the thing that i oh I, I hate that yeah i mean it's just usually because yeah, they're making the same jokes everybody else made and that same their, delivery yeah, style exactly. and everything she's very deadpan very dry and if Which you literally awesome. if you took a transcription of everything she said last night handed it to another comedian and got him on stage and told him to deliver it, it would nobody would fucking laugh at it. it it's it's something in her delivery and her style and the personality it almost reminds me of stephen wright you remember stephen wright the kind of of course mm-hmm. i remember stephen wright yeah, um, somebody uh, last night broke into my house and rearranged all my furniture. Yeah. So, 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 well, but to, to kind of grab the tone there. I mean, is she copying a Stephen Wrightish? Is she no, pulling no, from no, other? No. Is, is no. Would you stop doing that? Yeah. She's got like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm just saying because you, 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 see, you see so many hack comedians that are co- copying other comedian style, She's, and that I it, saw Stephen Wright at Western, by the way. Yeah. She's just got this. It's it's hard to explain. She plays with the audience's expectations. Like at one point, midway through the show, she goes, "Oh, I should tell you guys about that time that I should have been molested," and everybody in the audience just 
they went, you could hear it in the audience. People were going, oh. And she's like going, oh. I'm so glad I wasn't she there because I'd be the other one going, <laughs> oh, some people were laughing, but you could hear it. And she'd go, oh. She goes, what? She goes, what's the problem? And then she goes, oh, I get it, right? Nobody should be molested. <laughs> but she goes, this was that, but I'm going to tell you the story about the time I should have been molested. And, and again, the audience did it. And she goes, oh, God, you guys are so sensitive. She goes, you basically know the ending. You know that I didn't get molested. So let's, <laughs> let's go through the story. And she literally, she latched onto someone in the front row. And she goes, God, you look really upset about this whole thing. And I already told you, I didn't get molested. And she proceeds to tell this story about Never how, sit in the front if you're going to see a comedian, yeah, unless yeah. you don't mind being picked on, <laughs> she did a lot of like interacting with the audience, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of a. Uh, You've got the beer. Improvising, and, yeah. and she's she's really good at that. But anyway, well, it's, she, it's, she goes it's on not to tell improvising. She it's goes on really to tell not. this most asinine story about when she was 11 years old. She used to go down to this guy's house, uh, who used to do a lot of woodworking in his garage. And she would watch him all the time. And one day, he said, "Hey, we should go in my house and watch Little House on the Prairie." And she said, I like Little House on the Prairie. And so she goes, so I go into his house. And she goes, you know what happened? We watched Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to watch her special. She's got like this style. And the thing is, I watched her. um, If you go on Netflix, she has a special about, because she just survived uh, this like horrific. um, Was it cancer? Yeah, it was cancer. And um, the the documentary is kind of great because it shows her kind of getting her life back together after that. And her mother dies. Within that period of time, but she also meets. Um, Where's her... she from? Like uh, Midwest somewhere, isn't she? I don't remember actually. Um, honestly, I don't remember where it was that took place. But um, it's a great documentary. It's a fantastic documentary. It's not funny. I mean, there's a few parts where she makes jokes during the interviews and stuff, but it really sucks you in. the The amazing thing to me, though, is if you go onto Netflix and you look at the reviews afterward, you see people just just going after her, saying she's not funny. She's not funny at all. This sucked. She hasn't made me laugh yet. I know. Well, you, you, it's it's Ray it, telling she story. plays she plays to a very specific sort of uh, of audience, and she even talks about in the thing that she's been in front of a lot of crowds. It just did, doesn't get her. But that that makes a uh, to me that makes a good to comedian is if they can roll with it. No comedian yeah. like you just said. Oh, she just improvised. No, she didn't improvise. That's it's all written. Well, down. yeah, but she did a lot of interacting with the audience. Uh, yes, but that's not improvising. They, trust me, they go to enough Ooh. clubs, enough places. Oh, I to know. interact know, with the crowd know, and to learn how to manipulate. Yeah, the crowd yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. to feel the crowd to see if they're the kind of crowd. Yeah. So if a good comedian can take heckling and either turn it around yeah. or just manipulate it into yep. something they want. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I but she's a, I, whether she was actually improvising or not. Regardless, she she really played the crowd really well, and she made a comment in her in her documentary that when she's in a in a crowd that where everybody gets her, she says like that's the best feeling in the world because like yeah. everybody in the audience gets what she's doing. This kind of deadpan. I don't know if it's sarcastic or ironic. It's just weird. She messes with your expectations big time, and God, she says women have been doing a, that with me all my life. <laughs> Well, she's a lesbian, so I don't think that uh, she would do those kind of uh, manipulations. Come on, every lesbian leads a little dick every now and then. It's a dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty secret of the lesbian community, isn't it? Uh, Jesus I Christ, Mike, shut up. Doubt Man, it. I see it on nope. the red tube every every day. Nope. Michael, go Michael, home. Step into my office. <laughs> You're fired. I'm still waiting for the lesbian hookup. I mean, you know, ah, Mike. <laughs> It's going to happen. I know it's going to be my turn soon. 
Like I've already pulled my ticket. I'm just waiting for if the number to come up. If she sleeps with you, Mike, then technically I don't think she's necessarily a, a lesbian. I mean, isn't that how that works? No, you, uh, that's that no. means on no. the whole no. on the whole range of yeah. on the uh, whole range that nope. Kinsey talked about. Nope. She's not nope. quite all the way over Michael. here. She's slightly Michael. over here. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> how many lesbians have you known, and how many lesbians have you been? I, w- I don't want to say intimate, or uh, have known to an extent that you know that. How many lesbians have I given lesbian sex to? One. <laughs> Hi, okay. My brain just cramped. <laughs> How can you, a male, give don't, lesbian sex? Don't feed really, the trolls. I'm really feeling a story here. Don't I'm feed really, the trolls. I'm sorry. I'm I didn't so know what I was saying. I got carried Because I want to hear this story. Jesus Christ. Mike, yeah. a, uh, ostensibly a male. <laughs> No, no. It's provided a lesbian with lesbian. I'm going to I'm going to I'm, I'm going to interrupt you though, Rick. Okay. Be- because okay, yes, yeah, she's from Jacksonville, Mississippi. I knew she was from either the Midwest yeah. or the South. Yeah, okay. okay. Right, right. If people get to self-identify their sexuality, okay? So, okay. I could go out and suck a dick. That doesn't make me gay as long as I self-identify as straight. So, if Tig, being a lesbian, like wanted to have penis occasionally mm-hmm. or here and there, or whenever she wanted a penis, mm-hmm. if she yeah. self-identifies as lesbian, then she's lesbian. You don't get to choose what she is based on what she does. That's her own identification. She gets to choose to be lesbian. Okay, I got gotcha. Um But that's almost like um, you could make the argument that what someone decides they are versus what they actually are. I mean, there's maybe a I'm difference I'm the only there. gay in the village. Yeah. No, no, no one's seen Little Britain. Come no, on, no, 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 these, no. The Rick that only beca- comes from what you want to judge somebody as. So you're you're saying that people are whatever they identify themselves yes. as, not what they actually do. No, what, because that's a that's a bad line of logic. Because all these Republicans who get caught having like massage therapy from from attractive young men. Yeah. His are name was actually Franco. straight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was very good at what he yeah. did. If they if they self-identify as straight, then yeah. you have to get you, you're not allowed to judge them based on their actions. You but can not, classify them based on how they self-identify. But it's not really a judging. It's looking at their actions and saying No, it is a judgment. If you're interested enough in their life to call what their sexuality is, then yeah. you're passing a judgment. Yeah. Uh, and, and it relates back to an article I read a, a, a couple of weeks ago on Vice. They were talking about these people uh, from this community in, in Mexico yeah. who a lot of people would say they were gay they were, or, or even transsexual. They, okay. they were something that were not women. Mm-hmm. But they were men that were had t- taken on a lot of the aspects of, of a female in their p- particular community. Okay, and the story went into detail about how a lot of them growing up probably felt like they were gay, but their families told them not to be gay, but to be this special third product, which is a transsexual. Yeah, but. You, well, how about you, this? Is he's going to end up telling his version of the story, and you'll tell the and educated then I will, of the story. Oh, I will geez. destroy and poke holes in all of your theories because you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
tension. Should we just should we just jump to the end right now? No, no. Okay, okay. So while I was reading the story, I go, okay. Well, these are really just gay people who are hiding under this mask of being this third identity, is what I I wanted to think. But then I thought, no, they're allowed to self-identify if they want to be not gay, but they want to be this third sexuality that's neither male nor female. Yeah. They get to choose. That that's on them. That's that's not on me to decide oh, if they're gay or not. You know, I just realized I just saw that I saw that headline, but I didn't read the article. Okay, it was, yeah. It was a very interesting article, but it was it was it was interesting and in that was challenging me to not call them gay in reading the stories and in hearing that the only reason they were that third thing yeah. was because their families thought, Well, you don't want to be gay because it's bad to be gay in Mexico. Okay. It's bad to be gay in a lot of places, but their their parents thought that it's bad to be gay in Mexico, so don't be gay. Be this third category, which is neither man nor female. Okay. Hmm. And I wanted to, I, you know, I wanted to judge them and go, "Oh, you're just gay and hiding. You know, you're just being what's easy or comfortable." But no, if if they want to be this third thing, that's fine. Hmm. Um, just out of curiosity, what's the third thing? I would have to read the article, and I'd hate to stop the podcast to read the article. <laughs> no, go ahead. We'll continue under her. You read the article. So you read the same article, then? So not the same article, but I know what you he's talking what he, about. Okay. But first of all, if Mike's saying that sexuality is a choice, he's then supplementing all the information that when people say people choose to be gay, people choose no, to be straight. No, no, when no, actually, no. When actually, that's what you were just saying, no, when people no, are generally you're, born. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, only because so. I speak Mike. Okay. I understand. Yes. Anyone out there, including people that would listen to this program, are going, Mike really does think that people choose to be gay. That's what people are, are thinking no. right now. But, but I, choose, I, I, I understand Mike. So I don't think that's what he was saying. That is not what he was saying. He was saying that people choose their sexual identity, but not their sexuality. I'm pretty sure I said sexual identity. You did. I didn't say anything that, if, if you were to imply into what I was saying, you could jump to the same conclusion she did. But you should never imply anything into what I'm saying. Cause I, exactly. I, I was say listening, what it, sir. Jeff was listening. Mike. They choose to self-identify. It's, it, it's not that they're one thing but, or the other. It's what they choose to identify. And my, you should respect my only, their choice. My only, my only argument with you is people are reactionary. And as soon as you said something like that, people stop listening and immediately assume. That's their problem. Exactly. But at the same time, no, we live in a world of, of spin. Hmm. And that is part of that spin. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry okay. to interrupt. So anyways, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're referring to is what has been called as two-spirited, which is Native American, which goes from the U.S. down to Me- through Mexico, mm-hmm. where... It is believed. Wait, Mexico has Native Americans? Oh my God, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, brown people are all Native Americans. The Mayans, the Aztecs, you know. No, m- literally, if you're brown and you're from anywhere south of our border, you're, you're most likely Native American. Fair enough. Anyways. Whether you speak Spanish solely or not. Well, I'm speaking back when, before the white man came and fucked everything up. Um, so. Ooh, I, never mind, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Um, so there's this thing oh, called... Oh, they did. Yeah. So there's something called two-spirited, where... And this was when people... You know, it was a way for 
it's not quite transgender. It's actually so LGBTQTTSA is now the they think the I think I include all the letters because it's just getting longer that acronym. Um, but two spirited is not quite like trans transgender because transgender you believe you are the opposite gender. Yeah, and then you have, depending on how comfortable you are where you are with you know with with the opposite sex or how you identify with them, you just, you change your identity or your physical identity to match the one that you feel inside. Mm-hmm. Um, got a many transgender friends who have gone through full transition, half through transition, and, you know, that's where they sit. That's where they want. They identify as male versus female. Two-spirited um, is where it's, it's considered a higher form of spirituality, honestly, in some native tribes. And I think it's also in India, they have something very similar to it as well, mm-hmm. where it's, they embrace transsexuality or transgender, where they have both the attributes of male and female, like Mike was kind of talking about, which is why, that's why I'm thinking that's what he was ma- meaning. Mm-hmm. And usually those became the shamans of the tribes because they had both perspectives of the male and the female. He says that, that was the original belief. I'm going to take Michael's side on this one and, and say he was, I think the point he was trying to make is our sexuality and our identify, uh, what we personally identify with can sometimes be two different things. Oh, I was talking straight about the article that he was talking about at this point. Oh. Yeah, it was just, I'm trying to puzzle because he didn't know what he was, he couldn't remember the article per se, and so I was like, I "Oh, I think I know what it is." He's reading it right now, though. So perfect. I, I, I'm refreshing <laughs> myself, but b- that- before I start reading it, mm-hmm. I, I think there's also a little bit of confusion here in what I was, I was saying, because uh, you know, again, we're talking about self-identification, but I was talking about the story and where I thought in reading the story, and I'm not talking about. The, the two the two spirit thing okay. in general. What I'm talking about is the particular people who were in the story, who when they were telling their own story, had spoken about how they felt gay when they were younger, and that their parents had convinced them that no, they weren't gay, that they were this third gender, which is muxes, mushes. I like muxes better. <laughs> Sounds more Alaskan. Spelt <laughs> spelt muxes, pronounced mushes. Huh. Interesting. So, 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 my point was, huh. there is no accent in Mexico that would say "mushes." That's what I would think. So, <laughs> so maybe it is. Maybe it is native. Maybe yeah. it's not Mexican. Yeah, I'm still confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, keep going. So the two spirit, two spirited people, um, they weren't. I mean, some people regard them as the first self-identifying transgenders. A lot of other people, though, consider them a separate entity, which is why they're not included in the T, the first T in LGBT, TSA. TSA. So the TSA is now considered its well, own Well, two-spirit, and then there's allies. It just gets, I, I don't even know if I'm getting it right. We're at the oh, polling okay. table. Just stick LGBT. with the four but, letters, and we're good. <laughs> TSA. Um, so they would have both feminine qualities and masculine quali- qualities, and they would embrace both sides. And generally, yeah, they would become the shamans of their tribe or spiritual leaders because they had this fuller perspective of both genders mm-hmm. and thus made them better leaders in that regard. I don't know if we're talking um, about the same thing because the article and that's, I that's read. That's why I was wondering because I was like, I think this is what you're talking about, but I'm not I don't, sure. I don't think we're exactly talking about the same thing because the, the article I was reading seemed to suggest that the uh, Mouches were not going to be spiritual leaders in their community, but they would be cooks and people who were compassionate and people who would take care of people. They would be good at being subservient. Mm-hmm. And in fact... Is, uh, is, is 
being subservient and being good at taking care of someone the same thing? I mean, I, I don't necessarily think so because uh, someone who is good at taking care of someone is not necessarily somebody who is subservient. No, you're, you're, no. it's true. That's why I use both things. Otherwise, I would have said one or the other. That's true. That's true. So, so not only can they cook, but they, they can also care for as well. And uh, the article is describing, uh, it went into a lot of what they were eating, yeah. uh, what they were being cooked by the mouches, yeah. and, and, and de- delving into their personal stories. So. I'm, I'm still confused, though. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm beyond I'm totally confused. okay with the intern arguing I'm trying against to... nothing I was speaking of. <laughs> I'm trying I, to I, figure I out. I think you're lost, but I, I believe that I was on the same track as you were in identifying and then because i've always said that uh what someone is and what someone believes they are are generally two different things mm-hmm. so, yeah, so yeah and um speaking from where she's coming from from the horse's mouth i've spoken to educated uh native peoples of our region here uh the pacific Shalish. northwest uh, Salish? Salish? Salish. Shehalish. So here's I, I a... Can't, I, hold on one moment, oh. please. Um, and they have uh, said to me that uh, um, people who were either gay or transsexual or, or, or had those tendencies within tribal societies of old, at least in this area, I can't speak for any other area, were generally revered and uh, became shamans and spiritual leaders because hmm. they could see both sides, as she was referring mm-hmm. to as well. Yeah. So that's that was the only two cents I was. Gonna I have heard that as well. Yeah. Okay, so I found uh, the definition of what um, what Mike was talking about. So it is pronounced Mouches, but it's Zapotecan. It's uh, mm-hmm. for um, I can never say this word. O a x a c a. Help me. What the place in Mexico that I can't pronounce? This oh, we've we've had this kind of thing come uh, up. Ooh, that's where pod. that's where Waka? Bigfoot was. Popocatapetl. So, it's, it's pronounced uh, Popocatapetl. The indigenous Zapotec <laughs> culture. <laughs> Whatever it is, Oaxaca is not divided by the usual dichotomies: gay or straight, male or female. It's commonly accepted. Uh, there's a commonly third category that's accepted for mixed gender, also called mujeres. Mm-hmm. It's derived from mujer, the Spanish for woman. Some men who live as women or who identify beyond a single gender. So doesn't. I think that's wrong. Since I'm confused. Coming, I'm yeah, so that, confused. That doesn't make any sense because the uh, Oaxaca, uh, and that's how you say it. I think. Well, let's I was, talk about. This I was. Beer. I was going to debate the root word of, well of Muxes, but let's talk about this beer. Stem from a Spanish word. Uh, this beer that we're drinking right now. I don't you poured. Talk about this beer. I right? want to talk about this beer. I'm getting I think confused. We on one trail and then started zigzagging because then I got so I definitely under, misunderstood Mike. But then now we're on this this article where. Nothing makes sense anymore. I'll just keep Googling it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this beer. I need more beer. Yeah. I yeah. think we need to move on to... This, this is, is the Wander pumpkin. pumpkin, right? Yeah. Pump ale. Jinx. Okay. <laughs> Buy me a Coke. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so do we just skip over talking about this pumpkin ale from Wander, or do mm-hmm. we just and move on to the next one? No, I, I, I like plunge. I, I wanted to, I wanted right to talk about... Plunge right I think Jeff and I are like on the plunge. Let's just not even mention it. Let's just <laughs> forget it. No, happened. I'm plunging into the pumpkin ale. Why would we f- skip the pu- the Wander pumpkin ale? Because I didn't probably enjoy it. I didn't like it either. I didn't. I'm I'm, I'm a little shocked right now because it's. I think it's probably the second beer the we've first. had from Wander that we didn't like. It's watery. I think this is my first. That's it's, exactly it's, the word I I thought of. It's overspiced. Yeah. It's. 
I'm surprised. Here's here's the deal. Sell out for Jimmy Brewery. <laughs> here's the deal, though. I don't hate it, and I and to some extent, I almost it's I'm almost thinking it's because it has. I know it's a Wander beer that I'm expecting better. I guess. I mean, I if this had a different brewery's name attached to it, I, I might actually like it a little bit better. You know so, what? Oh, go ahead. I don't know. It's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to separate that, but. I do know it is. Uh, that's the first thing that came to mind when I took a sip. Was watery. It's very, like, very, very, very watery, very weak yeah. sauce. Yeah, and, uh, and really the spices stand out so much. But there's pumpkin yeah. in there as well. It, yeah. but it's such a mess. It's not it's, cohesive, yeah. and it's not a pumpkin. I, I hate pumpkin ale, so it's really going to be hard to find a pumpkin ale that I enjoy. I was going to say, who in this table besides me actually enjoys a couple of pumpkin ales? Nobody. We hate them all. Uh, no, we found some last week that were okay. I like both the ones, both of the ones we had last week, but the uh, I preferred the one over the other. The other ones liked, sucked, but they were both You guys like the Saranac one? Um, I like both. I like the Rogue and the Saranac, uh, but. Yeah, so I've I've but the all the ones we tried last year were all mediocre. I remember that. I remember uh, we had a couple episodes where we had some pumpkin ale and they were all pretty pretty weak. Yeah, this is There's the hooligan. This <laughs> this to me comes off as somebody knowing that they need to make a pumpkin ale and they don't like pumpkin. It's this tastes like what I make salmon. Right? <laughs> I fucking hate salmon, but sometimes I'm obliged to cook it. Yeah. Okay, and, next time um, you do that just Call me. I will come over and make fucking salmon. <laughs> and I know I'm not making good salmon. I know it's shit, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to put something on the table, and everybody who enjoys salmon is going to enjoy it. Yeah. But so should we chug this no and move on to the wet, onto the fresh hop? Yes, because yes. this one's going to be good. I'm I actually it. don't mind. This I will take that ale. home and drink it. But that I'm going. Do you to like right though? In general, do you like pumpkin ale in general? I am very particular about my pumpkin ales. Yeah. Um, I do like more than the average person and get a lot of criticism for it. Um, I generally hate like pumpkin flavored things that isn't pie. Yeah. Um, but there's a definitely there's a few breweries that make some pretty good pumpkin ales, including Elysian and Southern Tier. Those are pumpkin ales. Um, oh, Elysian yeah. really? I do not like their. They, they make they make two different kinds. There's an there's an imperial stout, and there is a um, oh, don't porter. Don't ruin a stout by putting flavor in it. Yeah, which is why I bought that because I know it's. Gonna be so fun. I mean, there's there's they make two, and one of, one I'm not really a fan of. The other one I am. Southern Tier makes a pretty good one too. I think um, Jeff just had a beer gas. <sighs> but I also had a really be clean wet. palate before <laughs> yeah. taking a sip of that too. Like I hadn't had much beer. I've been eating chips like crazy because fuck you, Rick. These chips are way too delicious. <laughs> Um, They're just ruffles with ridges. I never get ruffles with ridges. Why are you taking them away from me? They're too salty. They're going to destroy your palate. They're going to burn well, your tongue. Well, they basically <laughs> cleaned, cleaned my palate. So when I, it's like having nothing and have, make that pumpkin was like my first beer, yeah. essentially. And it, I actually got a lot of flavors. I saw what you okay. guys are kind of talking about. It's pretty thin for a pumpkin ale. Usually pumpkin ales are a little bit darker, a little yeah. more viscous. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think a red pumpkin ale might actually be pretty good. I think a red would be a great pair because sometimes imperial stouts can be too much and ambers can be not enough. Stouts and porters for pumpkin is way too... If you put... And I I, I tend to think of uh, beer like tea because for me, I either drink beer or tea or water. Those are the only three, three things I drink. Mostly I drink tea. Now, tea, for me, I don't like fruit in my fucking mm-hmm. tea. Same thing with no. with this shit. Same so, thing with this shit. With beer... I don't like fruit in my beer. The mm. next but thing to talk about well. with it, and I can't remember the brewery, and it's killing me. 
So there's also the debate between actual pumpkin and pumpkin spice. And a lot well, of breweries... Rogue uses actual pumpkin. We had that last week. And I don't know if it was Rogue that I had, but it just used straight, plain if, if pumpkin the, as the, an accent. If the intern yeah. had caught up and was drinking with us... <laughs> or at least listening she, to these episodes. I had to drive. <laughs> she she could have at least she, she, caught up to the wander, and she would know whether it had pumpkin or spice, well. or if it had both. <laughs> Regardless, um, pumpkin by itself is not a pleasant taste. So I don't know why anybody would do you know anything because when you pair it very lightly with just beer, like a dark, rich beer, yeah, you it's it's just like an accent, just like you would with chocolate or coffee yeah. or right, whatever right. else you throw in there. You have to be very coffee is so acidic and so powerful of a yeah. flavor that to put it into a stout and one of the few coffee stouts that I've actually liked Ninkasi wasn't bad mm. their noir was actually not bad I have yet to find have one that that I really enjoyed any yeah. of the coffee if you give me a straight stout I'm good yeah but as soon as you start putting flavors in it yeah vanilla or coffee or whatever it seems like stop <laughs> just give me beer flavored beer. And then we're good. <laughs> Southern Tier. Speaking of Southern Tier, I'm trying to remember. They have a mocha. I can't remember if it's oh, a yeah, stout. Tier, I think yeah. it's a, is that a stout? Um, I think it's, it's a stout. It, it's, it's a stout, and it's fucking amazing. I have not it's had my it, but I know dude. Exactly they have it at Elizabeth Station. I buy like four of them because they go out of season really quick, and everyone buys them up. So I always yeah. have like two of those bottles at home, aging. Nice, so hmm. good. Very I, nice. I mean, some you can do it right. You just got to know. The ratios and what to use. So what kinds of espressos or what kind of roasted beans, what kind of chocolate, what kind of pumpkin, what kind of fruit. Because, like, I mean, you can definitely overkill it, but when you get to know the different flavors and the complexities, you can pretty make a good malty beer. Speaking of, of beer with fruit or whatever, uh, we have purchased, I have purchased um, Rogue's uh, Sriracha uh, Stout Beer. And I'm very curious to try it because nine times out of ten... I've really liked the lighter style beers, whether it was an, I, an IP, um, Scuttlebutt's, is it Scuttlebutt? No, it's not Scuttlebutt, it's... Uh, it's Buttlescut. No, it's, it's something else. It's the one from San Diego. Yeah. Um, their brewery down there, they did an IPA with Habanero, and we all liked it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was absolutely amazingly delicious beer. Yeah. And Are we talking Stone? That's no, no, no. Uh, um, that's the one I know. It's I... the sailor one. I don't know. They their themes are aquatic, but anyway, aquatic. Imagine that. <laughs> you know what? I would love to live a life aquatic that was that was somewhat aquatic. I wouldn't go full aquatic. Partial I would go. Aquatic. Yes, I would probably live in like San Diego or Cozumel or someplace like that. Yeah. Then you could be aquatic and not aquatic at the same time. So right. 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 That's you all. Could... You could so, have a, you guys watched life, any movies lately? You could live a life semi-aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> How about we move on to our movies and uh, <laughs> Which, movie? I'm sure the listeners haven't. Are you quite, sure we can't draw this out a little guessed. longer? Because I'm feeling like after the the monk and this pumpkin beer, and I'm moving into the fresh hop now. Like I might need more time. Like we might need this to be a four hour episode because I'm feeling pretty buzzed. <laughs> oh jeez! Wow, really? He's a lightweight. I almost I almost did a uh, fucking. Impression there. Wow. Holy shit. That's <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Man. Did you guys did you try this? It's I can, fucking amazing. So Sorry. We're drinking the Fresh Hop Hell. I, I, I wanted to say it was a Hell Dorado, but I know it's not Hell Dorado because that's the other. It, they, they, that's an awesome name for anything. That the that's the name of my next dog, dog is Hell Dorado. Yeah. 
But the name was very close to that, so we're drinking Wander. I'm going to look it up while we're speaking. But getting kind of used to not having an intern around to look things up. Did I ever look things up? No, you didn't. I just stood hung out and drank your beer. We on this voyage have the shittiest interns. No, 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 no. She's an intern. Who got past the whole intern stage very quickly and said, "Fuck you guys! I'm not looking your shit up anymore." <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. She's here for the beer, really. That's all she's here for. Which you know what? We respect enough to just let her come back. So, yay! It's, 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 that's my bowling team's name. Is we're here for the beer. I want to be on a bowling team. I know me too, but I never get to. You know, Let's start a bowling team, team. please. Let's Please. do it. I used to be really good. We could do this podcast in we a bowling be a, alley. The beer plus three bowling team. Yeah, I think you need. Four no, people, no, we're right? here for the beer. You know, plus you know three. what? We need to get in. Oh, Let's just stop with the podcasting and we'll just bowl. It's like fuck, <laughs> fuck pretending, needing a reason to sit around and drink. Let's just bowl. <laughs> but I love any any sport I can drink and perform That's, at oh, the same time. No, I'm good with. I I used to a few years ago. I used to take Mason down to this uh, to this morning bowling thing, and a guy in the neighborhood also was taking his kids. So we were all, we were going together, and they were doing this uh, this thing at 20th Century Bowling in downtown mm-hmm. Bellingham, where they were teaching the kids how to bowl. Yeah, and so it was like this thing, and, and me and the, a couple of the other dads would would bowl together off in another lane. And I remember one of the guys down there getting really pissy one day because one of us made a joke about whether or not bowling is actually a sport and he he starts going off about just all these things about yeah you have to know what you're doing you have to understand the physics of what's happening here you've got to train you've got to you know you got to be physically and, and i was like um i can drink beer while i'm doing this it's not a sport oh, that makes it a sport <laughs> you have to remember jeff thinks if i can drink while doing it yeah sport <laughs> that's why I'm good at bowling. That's why I'm good. I used to be good at pool, and that's frisbee? why I'm good at darts. <laughs> you can't you can't drink and play frisbee. You spill your beer. If you had a, like an apparatus that would let a you know, like hat. a with like a, yeah with like a little straw attached, you have like one of those a, camelback things just full of beer, like a diving tank. You know what? You like can't, something you would do if you were going underwater. You cannot throw a bowling ball <laughs> and have all a the different the segues. We're just like pushing <laughs> towards the movie. It, it was the Eldo Fresh Hop. Eldo Fresh Hop. I yeah, like El Dorado. Well, they're is, using they're using oh, the they're using the El Dorado hops. So I'm so calling my daughter that from now on. Eldo El Dorado. Oh, El Dorado. Hey there, little Heldorado. How you doing? She'd be like, what does that mean? So last last <laughs> night, I mean. and, I, and I hate to interrupt, but last night I had the pleasure of seeing a film that I have probably seen at least five times in my life, if not ten. Yeah. Tell us about it, Mike. Um, it's this movie that's called The Life Aquatic with Steve Sizu. Um, it's a movie that, like I said, you know, it came out in 2004, and I've, I'm sure I've, I've seen it five to ten times at very least. Yeah. Um, but last night, I got to experience it in a manner that I had never seen it before and before. And I'm not talking DVD, because a couple of times I actually have watched it on DVD. Yeah. Last night, I watched it on DVD again. But yeah. last night, I watched it with an audience. Generally, this is a film that I get to watch alone, because nobody wants to watch it with me because everybody hates Wes Anderson except for me. What? <laughs> Wait, your wife Wes hates Wes Anderson? My wife hates wow. Wes Anderson. Why? Hates. Really? Now Why? i got to talk to... I'm going to judge. Okay, I'm, I'm judging. <laughs> judging. Wow, no. I'm, I'm really judge. curious about Nicole now. I want to hear judge. her... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean... You, Why does she hate Wes Anderson? That's transparent. And I mean, I've told you guys before that she hates anything I love. <laughs> and you married her. But whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you love her? 
Some days. <laughs> so sometimes. So this guys. works out okay. <laughs> it's a balance. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So so she hates <laughs> Wes Anderson. So generally, I'm watching Wes Anderson films on my own. The only other time I've watched a Wes Anderson film is I watched made the kids watch the Fantastic Mr. Fox with me. And they were blasé on it. They didn't love it as much as I did. Yeah. But last night again, um, I forced the kids to watch the movie with me. I won't say forced, but I certainly coerced them into watching it. So yeah. I got to watch the, the movie with the kids. But I know that I'm not the only one that saw the film this week. Uh, why don't you guys tell me about it? Because I'm really expecting. <laughs> what I really well, want to do is... thing. Here's the thing. Historically on this podcast... This has been a, a contentious issue between you two. I believe Jeff hates the movie, and you love the movie. And I've always talked about being the tiebreaker, and I've finally seen the movie. And so my role as a tiebreaker will become apparent here soon. He's but I think Switzerland. I think it would be best, now that we know how Mike feels about it, why don't we switch to Jeff and hear how he feels about it. Before, before I reveal... My final judgment. The intern gets no weight here. She might have seen the movie, yeah. and she may she choose to talk about it. But I there had an off, will off be no my conversation she with gets her. The, she does the, like the movie. Oh. She loves the movie. In fact, oh yeah, it's one of my favorites. I love Wes Anderson. Yeah, the Grand Budapest Hotel. I like uh, that. Is uh, we've already we've already made the statement that that is his pinnacle. That Grand Budapest was his. Perfect movie. Everything the is perfect. Oh, West fucking Anderson movie. Everything is practice up until then. Everything is the culmination. Yes. of getting to Grand Budapest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I'm gonna go. Um, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell a little bit about the movie. If people don't know, uh, I might go into a little too much detail. But who gives a shit? Uh, the Life Aquatic by Steve Suzu. With Steve Suzu, sorry, not by, uh, from 2004. Its release date was originally December 25th, 2004. Um, uh, Russ Anderson, we, I think we've stated, directed it. The budget was supposedly $25 million, but I've heard he spent $50 million on the film. So That's what I read. Yeah, it was $50 million. You went to IMDb, didn't you? Um, IMDb. Or Wikipedia. I look at every time I watch a movie, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Wikipedia. So I look at uh, all see, three I, sources. I, just... I go to several different sites, but um, it's somewhere between fifty and twenty-five thousand. Because I also saw like forty, forty million thousand. Yeah. Sorry, forty million. I saw a lot. Of... And had I known, and I realized once I watched this movie that I didn't get far enough into it to realize that two of my favorite actors in the world are in this movie, yeah. which is Kate Blanchett and Angelica Houston, are not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Oh, no. Willem Dafoe was genius at this movie. Absolutely genius. But uh, the the Life Aquatic was... Uh, the music was done by Mark Mothersbach. Bach? Yeah, that guy uh, from the, Devo. A member Devo. of Devo. Yeah. yeah. Which, I'm sorry, the music in this movie made the fucking movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, as... as I'm buying not only the soundtrack, but I'm also buying... Uh, uh, the uh, gentleman who uh, played the guitar, the uh, uh, Portuguese Sway, gentleman. Uh, what's his last name? Sway, yeah, Sway uh, Jose. Jorge. S- yeah, but it's, he's Portuguese, so it'd be... I don't know Portuguese. Jose, it'd be Josue. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, that brings up a good point. I mean, as powerful as the music is in this film, it does, it does and it elevates the film, it's embedded into the film and it's put there for the reason of elevating this film so you can't mm-hmm. you can't separate the two you can't say this is a weak 
movie based on the fact that you know the music is so good and that's why the movie is good. Now that's good because the music. Yeah, there's some argument to be made there, but I would agree um, that the music I think is the primary elevation of this movie. There was the primary elevation of my MySpace page because I could force you to listen to what I wanted you to listen to while you were reading my posts. <laughs> nice. Hail back to the 1990s when wow. we had MySpace. I think my MySpace still exists, and I'm like 15 in it. Frozen um, in time. I never had one. I didn't bother with it. Actually, speaking of the sound of this movie, the Team Sisu sound man, uh, Renzo Pietro is uh, played oh. by the movie's actual sound mixer. Oh, no kidding. Really? Oh, yes. that's funny. Is that why he looks as um, no way to His name is actually Pawel Madzwak. I can't do that. He always uh, looks like he's having uh, a bad time, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, in in, in yeah. many of the scenes, he's carrying the microphone, a, li- a live microphone to capture that real-time audio oh, throughout that's, the entire that's film. Funny. Which I think lends to... When you see the uh, the um, uh, Mr. Sao, uh, um, no, yeah, Jose or however you say that in Portuguese, um, his when he's playing the guitar, which is absolutely my favorite parts of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. In, this guy is singing in Portuguese David Bowie songs yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I was in love with him. He was beautifully chocolatey gorgeousness. Oh, and and to and to. Uh, to go along with what you just said about the guy doing the audio recording, the mm. guy who was actually singing it was the guy. Yes, he's, playing a, he's the a musician player. and yeah. actor in, yeah. in in Portugal or Spain. He was the safety expert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, he was the safety expert in the movie. Yeah. He played the safety expert. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Oh, it was, it was Pele. Pele. was his name. Pele in the movie is, 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 is his name. Um, I This movie to me was. I'm sorry, Mike. It was ho hum. It was oh, come interesting on. in yeah. parts. Um, the the first act of the movie was. I can hear the gushing in your voice. You know the the, the sweetness in your voice. Belies but it's for how the much music. you actually loved it. Sweetness is for the music. But was not the music ingrained into the film? Isn't that a part of the experience? You can't separate the two and go. The movie sucks and the music's good. I did not. I'm not going to. If you'd listen to the entirety of my diatribe for the next hour and a half, I've written out for at least four pages. Um, everything I love and hate. I, about this I movie. really want you to convince me to hate it because a, a lot of people feel that this. I'm is, not going to convince you you mm-hmm. hate it because mm-hmm. I actually like this movie. It's one of those movies, much like uh, the movie we reviewed last week, which was Ex Machina, yeah. uh, was not as good as the reviews. Now and and for this movie to be this like this cult favorite, this this mm-hmm. this movie that everyone loves. It's, to me, no. it, was, it was not that movie. It was not something that I really... Eh, the, and going back to where I started, the first act of the movie was kind of ho-hum. It was entertaining. It was what it was. But every time uh, Mr. Josue, or whatever his name is, um, came on the screen and started singing with his David, his David Bowie it's Portuguese... A pu- it's a punchline to a absolutely joke. Just, no, it was actually... The uh, not a punchline, but the curtain on every like scene or no, you or, can't you can't call, you can't call it the curtain. 
Yes, it was. It was the curtain on every single one no. of the scenes. But the curtain was the best part of the fucking that, scene. That, so yeah. anyway, that doesn't follow. You, you can argue with me all day long. <laughs> second act, second act started building. It started getting interesting. The characters finally became something that I was interested in. Didn't really care, but Kate Blanchett, who's genius, whose character actually is based on Jane Goodall. Oh, that's accent everything yeah. based on Jane Goodall. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, of course, the amazing and forever beautiful Angelica Houston. I love Angelica Houston. You have no idea how much I love Angelica Houston. And oh, when she played, uh, I'll let you go uh, with that. When she played Mrs. Adams. Mm-hmm. Masturbatory theater <laughs> done. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> absolutely amazing. But the it wasn't until really the end of the second act, beginning of the third act, when they when they go to rescue Bud Court, and Bud Court makes every movie awesome. He's like Peter McNichol; he makes every movie fucking awesome. End of story. <laughs> I don't know if you all know who Peter McNichol is. Ghostbusters 2? Yes, he's the only reason <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 is even remotely fucking good. Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yes, he's the only reason Ally McBeal has a fucking career. <laughs> Peter fucking McNichol. Okay. So, okay. I'm just saying. Um, the third act was wonderful, um, and I love the end of the movie, mm. and I watched from the beginning <clears throat> of the credits all the way to the end, because... The music. Yeah. The music in this movie, yes, I'm sorry, it made the movie. The movie was cinematography-wise wonderful. The stop motion was awesome. (laughs) Sounds to me like you liked the movie, Jeff. I mean, we're not rewriting the ending. You're telling me everything you love about it. I am telling you everything I love about it. But as far as I really probably need to rewatch it, but rewatchability? Yeah. I wouldn't buy this movie a beer. God, but I would oh, buy it. You uh, fucking suck. I would burn you. You're ruining my punchline. I would buy it a Campari on ice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is my review of the movie. If you'd like to know a little bit more about uh, kind of the behind the scenes, um, uh, one thing that uh, Anderson and uh, Baumbach uh, did was uh, base Steve's and Ned's paternity storyline. Yeah. On uh, on John Frankenheimer, maybe the father of Michael Bay. No. Oh. Yes. Yes. Hollywood inside in for fucking nation. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Michael Gambon's character yeah. uh, in the film is also Dumbledore. based on Hollywood infamous <laughs> Hollywood producer Dio, Dino De Laurentiis. So, oh, interesting. In the way he talked, and the way he did things, and, yeah. and and the way he just was like this kind of despicable at the same time car, used car salesman. But well, if all fanciful. of that's true, that that makes this a what they call it a Roman on clay, where it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a movie based on actual people, but they never tell you that. They well, never I mean, say we it all know right. who the main character. Oh yeah, based that's on, that's an obvious so, one. But all these other characters, the yeah, you, you're mentioning all these other characters and that are. Did anyone watch the entirety of the credits? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Every time. Every time, because the fucking song is genius. Um, and the gentleman who's playing the song is genius. But Steve Suzu is a litigation lawyer in New York. And they had to get his permission to use the name. And he thinks, 
quote unquote. Uh, let's see if I can find it in my notes. Uh, uh, quote unquote. Bill Murray is the finest actor of our generation, or no, the America's greatest living actor. Quote unquote. Huh. So yeah. hey, he's so, okay. Step back. He's okay. You know, for a movie. I know. I'm like, I love Bill Murray. I've always loved Bill Murray since I was a little kid and watching him on SNL to you know all of his stuff in between. Stripes, we already we, yeah, already we talked about Stripes. that last week. Yeah. It's the greatest American film, um, but uh, I wouldn't <laughs> I call it I America's what? Stripes is the greatest American. Yes, film. yes, it is. <laughs> Settle it's down, the only friends. one we agree on. <laughs> It's official because the Beer Plus 3 podcast agrees on this one. Yes. It becomes America's greatest film. Well, actually, the stop motion guy that worked on all the stop motion stuff in, in yeah. you know, underwater scenes, yeah. he's the one that did uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton? Oh. No, he's the guy that worked on it. Selznick. Oh, okay. Selznick? Yeah. Selick? Oh, Henry Selick. Yeah, is best known for um, for his directing mm. in Nightmare Before Christmas. So if that's if, if that's Jeff's diss on this movie, I'll take it because to me it sounds like love. I mean, I didn't really hear a lot of complaints. I did love this, movie, and he's but... smiling, and he's happy, and he's joyous. <laughs> so if he hates Steve Zissou that much, he, I'll mm. take it. Okay. No, no, my my view on this film was redeemed by watching it again. And granted, I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I come downstairs, and I put on my video game, and I try to kill things for at least an hour before I go to work. Cause you got to let the aggression out be before done. you get there. Got to get it out. So otherwise, I'd go to work and just chop people's heads off. And you can't do that I, unless you're in a zombie. I love watching you guys talk about this movie. Every time it has come up in the podcast, I love listening to you guys go. Because this is what I hear in my head. <laughs> when we last met, I was the master. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't do it on a podcast, but I can actually do the uh, the the speaking out of sync. But I won't I won't do it because we're in the podcast, and the shtick will not yeah it won't make any work. Sense. So here comes the moment where I where, where um, I'm the I, tiebreaker. But just give me one more comment, <laughs> okay. Mike. I didn't love the film, but I liked it. Right, I, I did like the film. Is oh. it rewatchable? I probably need to watch it yeah. again. It's one of those that put a bug in my ear, mm. and I really probably should watch again. Well, and I think someone's at the door, so we're gonna let this gentleman go answer his own door because he keeps the fucking thing locked when he knows people are coming over. Well, I'll just say then, while I have a moment to speak, that uh, my argument with your curtain coming down, and I can see as a, it's it, generally his music is used as a transition from scene to scene. To me, it doesn't feel it's like... It's called a curtain call. No, yeah, it's no, called, not it, a call, it, but a curtain. It, it could be that, but it also feels to me like it elevates everything that came before it. It's also the punchline. It also brings... You just reiterated everything I just said. The music elevates the movie. Hello, but, Alex. But, but the music is the movie. I mean, they, they don't exist separately. Yes, they do, because it's David fucking Bowie, but it's <laughs> Portuguese <laughs> David is- Bowie. Is that his stage name? I'm so sure. wait, I, I'm curious. No, his stage name is I'm, David Motherfucking Bowie. Don't make fun of my glitter. Bitch. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> does does Sway create this music on his own accord, or was he asked to compose it and do these covers of Bowie based on a request <laughs> for the film? I have no idea. That was the one thing so, I couldn't find when I was looking up information about this movie. I really couldn't find anything on this guy. So your argument holds no water if he was requested Except to make for the, the fact movie that this gentleman 
Mr. So Josue or whatever his name is. Uh, I apologize because my Portuguese not that Portuguese good. Portuguese is a little not existent. But uh, he actually composed an entire album of those David mm-hmm. Bowie songs and put them out there. It's fucking as fantastic. My Adventures with Steve Suzu yeah. and or my my Life Aquatic and yeah, da, 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 whatever it was. On my, the film. my suggestion is those were created for the film as to be part of the film. And I hope so. And I want I would love to go to Portugal. I would think so. Portugal. I'd love to go to Portugal, <laughs> Portugal, <laughs> to uh, see this gentleman. Absolutely, I'm going to own my drunkenness. So, so the the tiebreaker give us, give us is a summary. Oh, uh, tiebreaker man! I would uh, I would buy it a beer. I like the movie. I like the movie quite this a bit. Would I, um, I would buy it a Campari on. But a- I got one huge caveat. Oh yeah, which is that? okay. I loved the visual style Bud of the Court movie. Makes a fucking movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Let's hold on here just a second. I feel no, like Mike should be here. Go <laughs> I'm going to go pee right after him. So just keep going. Well, we can we can pause here i can edit this out you can edit this out yeah i feel like after all this time we need mike at least sitting here while no we don't (laughs) okay anyway um i i thought i thought the visuals of this were fantastic i loved this i mean i amazing i know i loved the exactly the same reaction i had to the grand budapest which was um you know i felt like i was looking into an alternate reality which is like it's it's real close to our world, but there's something off kilter about this, and it's fascinating to me. I can't See, figure that, it out. One of the things I hate to disturb you, but no, one fine. of the things that I do love about his films is that they're almost a cartoonish version of our reality. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. Um. In in the Grand Budapest, you can really see it. It is cartoony. Yeah, yeah. And it, but yet it's reality. In this one, it was cartoony. Without being with, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, because I'm. It's it's slightly when when we watched the Grand Budapest, the episode where we talked about that, I I mentioned, I compared it to Terry Gilliam in the sense that you feel like you're looking at an alternate version of our world, and Terry Gilliam's a little more exaggerated. When you, when you watch some of his movies, it's like especially like Brazil, a movie like Brazil, which is like way over. It's that. Speaking of, I, I was, just bought time, time Bandits from the Criterion. Yeah, I own that. I love that movie. Um, but um, so for this, I love the fact that I it's it's more. You guys were talking about how he was building up to the Grand Budapest, so I thought, oh god, I'm going to watch this, and it's not going to be as it's not going to be visually. Or that whole no, visual thing. Been visually yeah, really that, that whole thing that I loved about the Grand Budapest was completely intact in this movie. I loved it. It was uh, he's already developed his whole visual style by that point. I, I loved it. I loved, and I I love that he does the whole. Um, he frames things in this weirdly balanced way, in a way that um, they teach you not to frame things or to depict things in art classes. Don't balance everything perfectly, and he does it, and I love that. I'm like, oh my, God, you're not supposed to do that, but it's awesome. It's it is like, awesome, and Wes Anderson great. is perfect. And I noticed too, he filmed the movie in what appears to be a, a slight fisheye lens. I don't know if you guys noticed that or yep. not, but the edge is kind of bent up a little bit, and I was like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. He did the whole thing in a fisheye lens. <laughs> that's funny. That's almost um, almost a kind of an inside joke, but. Yeah. So I'm I I would buy the movie a beer with the one caveat that it really felt like the script was one revision away from being perfect. 
it had all these different elements maybe, in it. Maybe it was one revision away from being uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but that's next on my list. But I'm going to watch That's that. what it really feels like yeah, when, when you go why. back and watch Rushmore, and then I watch Royal Tenenbaums, and then I watch this movie, or I tried to watch this movie back in the day. Yeah. And then when, uh, finally, when I, I Moonrise Kingdom came out, I was really curious about it. Mm-hmm. Because I like his style. As you as you said, I like mm-hmm. his style. I like the way he 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 frames things. I love the cinematography. I love the, the yeah. cartoonish colors that he comes out with. Yeah, beautiful movies. Yeah, but Moonrise Kingdom just blew the fuck up. It was just a gorgeous movie. Yeah, that's actually next on my list. That's on it's on Netflix. Like Brie mm-hmm. just said. Yeah, I would I would I would just argue. Movie. I mean, you say yeah. it's 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 a one step away from perfect. This is a movie that was made but, more than ten but, years ago. So he was uh, he was a little bit younger. He wasn't oh, no, ready no, no, for no. perfection yet. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And he was our, still working his chops out. Yeah. I can deal with an, a director who's directing a less than perfect story, but handles it really beautifully. Like still presents it really beautifully. You're saying so, this wasn't a final draft. If this was a if this was a novel, I would have hated it. I would have said, "Hold on, you got all these different threads. You got the son's journey to find his life. You got the the two aquatic experts going at each other." Um, do you know? You uh, I love, hate to hold, disturb you hold, again. Hold, hold, oh, do, you, do you know where uh, Owen Wilson gets his accent that he uses in the movie? Mm-mm. He was in Armageddon. Yeah. With Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton somewhat has that accent, so he was doing he was <laughs> he was mimicking Bill Paxton, yeah. and Wes Anderson goes keep that, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. so just a but kid. you also have I mean you've also got the, like the love triangle between Bill Murray's character. Which there really is no love triangle, I, but it's sort Only of there. Bill Murray's character is there a love? Triangle? It's sort of <laughs> exactly <laughs> right, right. But it's sort of there, but it, they don't really go. And then you've got the search for the shark and the revenge plot line, and you've got the the marriage issues between him and his wife. And I feel Jake like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I feel like they got, they have all Poor these Jacqueline. different plot elements. Poor Jacqueline. When you have that many plot elements, you got to determine one that's the main plot and the rest have got to be subplots. And they've got to build, they have to feed into, it's almost like a river with the tributaries. You, you, you have to have the one story going really strong through the whole thing and the others have to flow into it you and know, become I, part of it. You, you, I, think, I think the that. others can flow into something that can, I think the other threads can yeah. make the larger story you, as well. You, well. You sound like me when I'm talking to my kids about how their writing is going. Like, <laughs> you need to like just give me one more draft. Just make this more perfect. When yeah. the perfection lies in their completion of the art, when they decide it's done... Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, it doesn't have to be overly perfect. Yeah. There needs to no, be no, no. Scars. And, and here's the thing: I every individual scene was written fantastic. Like I would take any scene in this movie out of context practically and just and show it by itself, and it's beautiful. But overall, the whole thing about you know like all these different subplots, but nothing was the dominant story, and it sort of it just kind of bothered me a little bit. And it, and like I said, I would buy this movie a beer. I like the movie. But that is like the one major. If I had to pick out one big complaint about this movie to point out is that it didn't seem to know what its own story was. It was kind of all over the all over the map, and it was just like in one minute it was like about Bill Murray being angry at the kid because he's sleeping with the woman that he kind of liked, and then it became about the terrorists, 
And oh, the pirates the was pi- the best part of the fucking yeah, movie. And then it, then it became about, you know, like the Jeff Goldblum's, you know, he's like this this guy who's always pissing him. It's like, God, I don't... I'm <laughs> I not, love the quote from Jeff I'm not Goldblum. sure how that's all... Yeah, but together. I'm a little bit gay, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heads down, hey, best Jeff, line Jeff, in the fucking movie. I thought of you in that scene. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But uh, I like the movie. I would watch I'm it again. I'm just not quite as grabby just, as Jeff Goldblum. I just wish he had gone through the script one more time and right. just made a little bit more effort to make the shark revenge part of it. Like It the was a, congla- it. a, a, a mm. collaboration as yeah. well, mm. by the way. Yeah. You so. know, we haven't heard from the intern yet, but, but leading... T- the days leading to this, I'd been actually kind of, it's been causing me stress all week because I know how much I love the film. And I had almost convinced myself that I might be crazy for loving the film because Jeff hated it. No, you're not. I had almost convinced myself, so that's why I brought the kids into it. I was like, well, if I'm going to be crazy, you know, let's put this to the test here. We'll bring the kids in, and if the, if the kids can't glob onto anything, if they completely hate it, then maybe I'm fucking nuts for loving this film. This is not a movie any kid would like. No, you are absolutely <laughs> wrong. Oliver sat and watched it, and while really? the, while the Oliver. first... While the both of the kids watched it, Liliana could care less. But Oliver, first act, he was kind of slow. I noticed he was rolling around a bit. By the second act, and fucking forget about it. When the third act rolls around and the pirates come on yeah, the ship, third act, and Steve yeah, Sazu is shooing, he's out of his seat. He's jumping. He's going, "Oh my god, Steve Sazu fucking is awesome!" <laughs> he he's grabbing his head and walking around the living room, talking about what an awesome film this is. And from that point on, you know, he gets the slow burn to get to this point where the action starts taking place and you start falling in love with the characters and fucking when Ned died and we're both crying in the living room watching this movie, (laughs) he fucking understands that you needed to take this journey before Ned got killed so that you would kind of feel a little bit. You Just a little bit of your heart would want to be sad when he died. (laughs) Um, uh, Apparently I watch films like an 11-year-old. But... uh, um, (laughs) About Ned dying, um, he Wes Anderson and uh, Blaubaum or whatever his name is. I, I apologize. Um, what's his name again? Bongbach. Yeah. Um, based this film, of course, on Cousteau. Yeah. Um, and that is something that happened to Cousteau. His his son died in a plane crash, and some of the stuff oh. actually happened to Jacques Cousteau. Wow. So interesting. But. But yes, apparently I watch a film like a fucking eleven year old. Let's move on to the I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that you know, as much as much redemption as I feel tonight, knowing that I'm not crazy, I wouldn't mind having one more person agree that this movie rules. <laughs> this movie rules. Oh, there you go, you got it. Yeah. So in, explain to us why the movie rules. You know, I'm, I've always been kind of into those movies that are a little off the wall. That are, you know, I, I'm not really a serious movie film. Like, I mean, I, I'm a serious movie film, but not like for serious flicks. Yeah. Like, it's like there's a lot of movies that was just really hard for me to sit through because I get really stressed out because I get really into them. Yeah. Um, the Aquatic Life was it had a lot of things that were quirky, like, you know, it started to creep up on that, oh, this is an intense moment, am I going to enjoy this? And then suddenly, you know, someone farted, or like some like kind of slapstick joke pops up. <laughs> and so I liked how it had that quirky humor throughout the whole thing, while also kind of tackling some crazy plots. And while I agree with you, uh, Rick, that there is there is a major plot, but there's also a lot of other major plots running simultaneously. Mm-hmm. 
I read a lot of books like that. There's one in particular called Game of Thrones. Uh, exact same kind of thing. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you get on board and get used to it. And um, I'm not saying that your point is invalid, but um, well, I, have I a rebu- it. I have a rebuttal to that. I'll explain to you in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's one of the things I noticed about George R. R. Martin's novel when I was when I was reading it. And I think the reason it's so long is because you could literally take the major characters and put their parts into one book and make separate novels for each character. So it's kind of, it's kind of constructed a little differently. He's not the only one that writes like that though. A lot of fantasy writer writers that I have, whose books I've read. Whoa, back up son. We're talking about fantasy writers. I was, I was challenging uh, Rick's thought on how there are too many plots going simultaneously. And it's kind of like, I like the different perspectives Mm. and it it reflects a lot. He says that, as a book, it would bore him, but I was saying that there's a lot of books that are written like that that I really enjoy. And, of course, you went right to Game of Thrones. I was, gonna, I was packing a joke, and then he actually challenged it, and so then I rebuttaled with, he's not the only author that does that. <laughs> no, I think, actually, that makes it, I mean, if you've ever read Dune, that's, that's pretty convoluted with a lot of different sides, a lot of different stories, a lot of different descriptions of... of Everything and and yeah. Dune, I couldn't yeah. put it down. I read it in like two days. I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do in Dune. In Dune, to you do have the, wow, the primary. That's a Rick pour. You have the primary. <laughs> you have the primary Purposely plot. Done, mind you, did you see me pouring it? <laughs> really? You hate me that much because I said this movie was not that great. Yes. Save a little bit for no. I, I was actually having fun pouring it. If you've seen, oh, okay. have you seen the long pour I did? Save a little bit for Deanne. I want to give her yeah. some of that. But um. With, with Dune, with Dune, you have the primary storyline of of Paul trying to be, you know, prove that he is this this, you know, the the savior. I guess yes, he's kind of your main protagonist. But yeah. there's many different views throughout the book. Yeah, and there's many different storylines throughout the book, and and the, you follow several characters throughout the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes to their doom. Sometimes to their, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have we just talk opened about the Wander Fresh Hop before we go on to this. The Fresh Hop was fresh and hoppy and lovely. It uh, the the El Dorado hops in there um, have almost a skunky back end without being Everett skunk. Um, yeah, it's well. You have to remember they use good water, and uh, um, the rest of their ingredients are top notch. Ooh, I don't and like the pumpkin beer anymore. You're still drinking the pumpkin. I just beer? got some. Well, she's so slow. I mean, I mean, she, she still has to pick out dinner, so I understand she wants to remain sober. It, it was cute because Oliver said at the end of at the end of all of Steve Suzu, he said, "You know, Halloween's coming up soon, Dad. I think your intern should have a costume based on the Life Aquatic. Why doesn't she Done. wear the Life Aquatic?" And I, I said, "Oliver, you're you're not wrong. I mean, maybe." Maybe we could make actually happen. right after I finish this movie, I'm like, what a perfect costume! We should all get Steve Suzu outfits and just go Free. as done. Free. Of course, I'm Steve Suzu, but you you can get the sneakers. I, custom. Who's, I will, I will who, totally which is glue the character a beard on I related most to? But I will glue a beard on my face. For years, I'd wanted to get the sneakers. I always look on them on eBay. Every every once twice a year, I'll go on eBay and I'll look, and somebody's always handcrafting the the sneaker. And I'll, but you know what? If we wanted to do that, it would be a perfect excuse for me to finally pull the trigger on them. Go to Etsy. Yeah. You can find the, the caps. It, it would just be the outfits. It would be really yeah. hard. 
So, by the way, I'm enjoying blue, this beer so blue, far. blue t-shirts, uh, magic marker. We think we, I think we could make it happen. No, I love the. Actually, uh, um, from the site I went to, that had a lot of different stuff. And I will post this later. But uh, there's some wonderful photos of behind the scenes. That ship that they actually built to get the scenes throughout the ship. Yeah, that was great. Uh, which was genius. But it was uh, created using a massive set that measured 150 feet long and 40 feet high. God, they wow. basically built an entire ship. Yeah, <laughs> but only half of it. Did they? Did they ever right. use it for the like, actual? I don't, know, I don't know if it's. They it used right. it for the actual film because you don't. You remember when they're kind of going through the ship? Right. They go from. One oh yeah, yeah. They the have next. they have single shots where they follow them through the yeah. entire. Yeah, they, they follow everything uh, through, and, and, it's and yeah, I got brilliant. I, I got shots. I got that, but I wondered if when they start doing the close ups and they're they're like really in if they were using that set or if they had built like separate sets. And, because you know it's almost notable, right? When they're shooting those parts, you can see that. Yeah, this is that massive no, set. Uh, the, um, w- yeah, Wes is know. on a crane, and they're going from one to the next, right? Back and forth. So, when, so when they're doing close-ups, like when he's when Ned's banging uh, the other chick, there that's obviously a different room. That's not that's not based on that other. Set. Well, no, no, Probably generally not. when something like that happens, and Kate Blanchett was. So good in this, and she was kind of cute. I mean, generally I don't like her, but she's cute in this. And film. what's funny is, is that they uh, they knew she was pregnant at the beginning of filming, so they made her a stomach. And by the end of filming, she, she had the stomach she, and didn't, didn't need to use the fake stomach <laughs> it was anymore. Perfect. So that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool to learn. So, and for a woman that's about two years younger than me, one or two years, huh? you've never been having never been pregnant yourself. I know, but I, I always imagine Kate Blanchett as this like wizened actor that is just awesome, and I don't know why I see her as older than me, but she's actually younger than me. <laughs> I never got that out of her. I was so just... I know I love Kate Blanchett so much. I think she's one of the best actors we have right now. Hmm. To be honest with you, absolutely. I agree. So, uh, what did you guys rate the the Wanderer, the Hop? Oh, hop. that's definitely oh, a that's four. A, that's at least a four. Yeah. I gave it a three. Four, yeah. four, four, four. Um, I don't like this at all. No, nah, me neither. Not even remotely. Really? Like it's it. not. It's not a complete. It's not a complete waste. This one is like a two. It's it's mm. it's drinkable. If somebody brought it to a party, I wouldn't criticize them or it's judge a three them based for me. on it. Oh, you've yeah. had this before, haven't you? Yeah, I've had it before. So we're talking about the Rogue Sriracha Hot Stout Beer. I I'm just a couple sips in, and I'm not digging. Yeah, I still it like bit. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like weird things. Actually, I went to the chocolate uh-huh. festival last week, and I bought nothing but chili chocolate. Different <laughs> kinds of chilies in all of my chocolate. And it was delicious. Yeah. And it's super delicious. Yeah. I didn't even... We should. I should bring the There was the, like a dark milk chocolate something or other. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't that bring one. that. I've got a bunch of ghost chili truffles. I love when she has conversations off mic. And... Ignore or Mike. You, or you can do that on uh, Sunday when we have the game. Oh, Sunday. I'll bring all my chocolate on Sunday. There you go. See, I'm just convincing her to bring her chocolate. Really. Yeah, yeah, I did like Steve Suzu. I must, I must admit, I liked it. I wouldn't. Do you, well, okay, let me ask. But, I wouldn't go buy this movie on Blu-ray. Right. Let's just put it that way. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I found out I don't own it in Blu-ray either. I have it on DVD. <laughs> That's how long I ago I have buy it, it from on DVD. So, but VHS uh, maybe. I'm curious if you can reach into those depths and kind of figure out like you said you've seen it once before I saw maybe the first 20 minutes of it I thought it was about an hour but it was just a slog at the time and perhaps I just wasn't in the mood perhaps I I knew my wife would hate this movie and she would my wife would 
fracking hate this movie. I just yeah, I just kind of wondered why you hated it, or, or if you could f- not why you hated. I didn't wonder why you hated it because it's easy to see why people would hate it. It's kind of. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it's very slow paced, and even towards the end, the pace is not that fast. So I get why people would hate it, and that's why I was questioning whether or not I might be crazy. If for me, I think I think <laughs> one of the reasons why I didn't like it at the beginning is I really thought it was a gimmick. Yeah, I didn't connect this with Bottle Rocket or Rushmore. I didn't. I didn't really connect this movie with anything else, and it just seems so gimmicky to me. It was like what, you're just making fun of Jacques Cousteau at this time, and I I love Jacques Cousteau. Sorry, but yeah, and. Now that I'm more mature and I know who Wes Anderson is, and you know maybe that maybe that makes me a douche canoe, but I don't give a shit. I I know who he is now and I know his style, and maybe hindsight is twenty twenty. It often is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Um, moving on, this beer, I'd give it a three. I'd give it a one. I'm really not digging it one bit. It's just not the taste of it is not. You said that about the habanero beer, though. Yeah, you need to be a fan. Yeah, of... that's true. Uh, I ended up loving that after the. You know, this I don't think you're going to do that. I don't, I don't you need think. to be a fan yeah, of sriracha. Yeah. And you need to be a fan of chocolate. Yeah. I don't taste the sriracha in it. I, it's a funny thing. That's no, weird. all I get is the a little bit of burn. I'm getting, I get the sriracha. I'm getting the burn, and I taste none of that garlic. Heat that you get out of sriracha. I mean, gar- uh, sriracha is so garlicky. Oh, Isn't the best in soup? Wasn't Rogue? We had one of theirs last week, right? The Rogue yes. Pumpkin. And pumpkin Rogue. The complaint was that they tend to taste pretty similar or mm-hmm. or unremarkable. Yeah. Hmm. I'm. I'm. I mean, I liked their beer last week. I love the pumpkin beer that we he, had. Last you know, week. I but made a. Is, not, I made a soup earlier this week with sriracha. You know, yeah. I made this beef soup, and then just you know, I tasted it. And I went, this needs something else. I grabbed the bottle of sriracha. Yeah. And you, get you paid the, for it for about two days. I did, but <laughs> you get the heat, right? But you get so much of this garlic and so much of this depth, and I don't taste any of that in the beer. It's almost mm. like, I mean, the stout might have been a good call for it, but all I'm tasting is the stout flavors, and outside of the heat of a sriracha, I don't taste any of that other sriracha flavor that's generally in there. Yeah. Yeah, let it roll around in your tongue for a bit. It starts to come out a bit. Well, more. see, my, my thinking is... is you need a lighter beer, but you don't need too light. Like Chili Bravo is good, but it, it has more flavor than it does burn. Hmm. Uh, that's a menace brewery that we have here in Whatcom County. Yeah. Um, but if you go to Ballast Point, mm-hmm. I remember the name. <laughs> uh, if you go to Ballast Point and have their Habanero IPA, yeah. it's expensive but worth every penny. Because I Everett for summer. No, no, yeah. uh, that's that's the other one, and I can't remember what I just said earlier. Ballast Point is the one out of uh, uh, San, Diego San Diego is what you're purporting, but I think they're out of Everett. Yeah. Uh, it may be not be Ballast Point. I think it is Ballast Point. It is. I, I am. I am almost going to argue that I'm absolutely right and you're absolutely wrong. I'm saying it. Yes, you're correct that Ballast Point Habanero beer is the one you like, but they're not out of San Diego. They're so out of Everett. So here's the research Doesn't music matter. for you guys while you look it up. Do 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 do. Shut the fuck up, right? No, 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 no. I think Um, this podcast is over, so it doesn't matter. All right. (laughs) Well, let's just break into fucking final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm wrong. (laughs) I shit. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, uh, I I think the IPA and the uh, the the IPA and the chili really go well together. Put your cum right here. I'm Um, all all about it. um, Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Okay. 
Let me get my furry hand out. Let's yeah, we gotta um, end the podcast first before we do that. <laughs> Why are you playing Minesweeper over there? I'm not playing Minesweeper. <laughs> Good night, Paul. Final thoughts, anyone? Um, I think since Rick has been making lightsaber noises all day, he needs to watch the little video with Darth Vader versus Chris Pratt. I did Ooh, watch I that. that. I watched it's that. Hilarious. It was hilarious. It was really, it's really good. good. It's, yeah. it's the final battle with Darth Vader and Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. I, I saw s- the beginning of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, because yeah. Chris Pratt is a babe and hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was one of those. He very... was sexier when he was chubbier. Oh my god, he's sexy anytime, any shape, any size. <laughs> oh my god, he is my one. He is my exception to our rule. Ah, uh, he's the what's that called? Does anybody have that? What's the freebie, that? the pass, yeah. the pass. Yeah, it's like the pass. If, <laughs> if you could have sex I with think, that one, I think person. he's on Brandon's list too. My wife has like seventeen. <laughs> I have like any number of women out there, and that's the one thing that my wife really argued with me. And I said, "Honey, I find women attractive all the time. Anybody. Can I have sex with any of them?" Yeah, she was like, "No, you have to pick some." I'm like. Okay. Okay. The Do ones you, with who vaginas. are they? And I'm like, I don't know who they are, but they're the, one, the ones they're that would work. fuck me back. I'll pick the ones with, who have vaginas. That's, uh, that's the ones. Pretty much. And she, and then the she said, guys, and I went, yeah, I'd probably do that too. <laughs> they could squeeze their legs together real so, tight. And I could just... um, our movie for next week. I'm just going to trump everybody and pick this. It's called yeah. Witching and Bitching. Witching and Bitching. I've it sounds like a kids after school special for Halloween. <laughs> Yes, but it's so much more. It is a Spanish film that is so fucking gonzo yeah. that you're either going to love it or fucking hate it, and it is great. And it's October, and I wanted to pick something that is Halloween-y. Halloweeny. Yes, <laughs> yes Halloweeny. Aww. And that is my only final thought. I think witching and bitching. You guys can find the original name is uh, Las Brujas de Zaragomundi or something like that. I can't. I can never say the name of the town. Yeah. But they just rattle it off in the in the goddamn movie, and uh, I, I'm naming this movie because it's not number one. It's October. Number two, I want my wife to watch it. So, okay, there you go. Witching and bitching is our next movie. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, Paul. Good night, Dave. Good night. I love you. Guys, stop being creepy. I love you. Stop. Yes. I'm a pepper. He's a pepper. She's a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? And by pepper, I mean someone who likes to drink. And by someone who likes to drink, I mean someone who is an alcoholic. And by alcoholic I mean... Hey, fuck you. I can stop being a pepper anytime I want. Okay, that went downhill pretty fast. Anyway, Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora, and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. We have, uh, well, the only thing I really have is the uh, Life Aquatic. I looked up a bunch of stuff, so I have a bunch of oh, okay. little factoids about it and this, that, and the other.
Um, and uh, I wrote an intro, and that was that was my extent. Yeah, I haven't looked at any topics. I don't know what. Uh... Except seeing that group of ne'er do wells with your son involved crossing the street down there. Oh, did you spot him? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, is that? Yeah, he was the head of the whole thing. He's tall, head taller than all the his friends are. Tell me about it. Is he the alpha? He looked like it. He still has. He he he, he hunches though. He hunches. He needs to. I know. I he know. Needs I, to, I need to get him a back brace. I think he's self conscious about being taller than all of his friends. Oh yeah. So I he, never he, was. He kind of does that little hunching over thing. I never was. I was I was six, this tall when I was twelve. So yeah. Yeah, I measured him. He's six ten. He's six. Oh no! 10. Oh no! I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> really? Five ten. He's on his way to six ten. No, he's he's at five ten. And my penis is six inches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I was like one day one one of the mornings here before he was going to school. I was like he was. I just I kept looking and I was like, God damn it, man! I'm looking almost at his mouth <laughs> when we're standing there. I'm like, shit! How tall are you? It's like I actually got the measure. Dad, stop looking at my mouth. <laughs> oh no, let's not go there with that. But uh, yeah, so I took out the uh, the. The measuring tape and just had him stand still and measured him. It's like five ten. I can't believe it, man. Like I can't believe he's. I have a kid who's. 13. I can't believe Nikita's almost as tall as his son. Almost as tall as Oliver, by maybe an inch. Yeah. Yeah. How old is Oliver? Eleven. Yeah. They hit. A, they hit growing spurts. I mean, Mason was like. Was not particularly tall or didn't stand out. And I was yeah. like this, like everyone else will catch year. up to him. Everyone oh yeah, else oh will yeah, catch yeah, up yeah, to yeah. Him Really quickly, I would imagine most of the girls in his class are probably his height, if not maybe a little bit taller. Yeah, because girls tend to grow faster. Than I remember one girl in in grade school was always just towered over everybody, and that was like everybody teased her about it, and she must, she just must have fucking hated everybody for it. And by the time we got to high school, I remember looking at her and going, "Oh my god." Like you're right. Are we, All you did was up. make her self-conscious for the rest of her life about <laughs> herself. So thanks for that, guys. In yeah, I know. She now hates everybody. No, I hit eleven, and I think between ten and eleven, I grew probably like almost two feet, and that's yeah, that it hurt. Yeah, it, it physically hurt. That's what Mason would. Mason has had a lot of instances like at night. He'll go, God, I just. My my arm hurts or my leg hurts really bad, and I would just try to tell him, "Like, hey, you know what? That's, You're just growing." Yeah, I know it's part of life. Just deal mm-hmm. with it. Sorry. <laughs> and he doesn't like to take pills, so we say, "You know, we can give you some aspirin or some, you know, some ibuprofen or something." No, 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 I don't like taking stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, well, have fun trying to sleep. Keith is actually pretty good now about pills. She doesn't really like the like. Liquid medicine, but she does doesn't mind pills, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of me when I was a kid. Yeah, I couldn't swallow a pill. It would just I might as well just stuff it in there until it gets stuck, and then <laughs> do that for half an hour. I've never had a problem with it. I'd always, always just pop them in my mouth, and they're done, they're gone. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. Yeah, that's interesting. People just seem really sensitive to it. Yeah, it doesn't help though that I've all my life in front of the kids. I'll say things like, you know, if I have a headache or something, I'm not the type to run to taking something. If I have a headache, I'll just go, mm-hmm. no, I'll let it go for a while. Because a lot of times it just goes away on its own. And I'll say things, you know, like Deanne will say, well, why don't you just take an aspirin? Because I don't like putting things in my body unless I want, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't... bode well for my daughter because I'm always like, oh, I need drugs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> drugs and alcohol. <laughs> so dad sits down and opens a beer, <laughs> takes his uh, a leave with beer, 
<laughs> Waits about a half hour and goes, that's better. Dad, you forgot your pot. Uh, don't partake. Unless you got an edible, then I might do that. We were just talking about that. If a coworker of mine came into my office and showed me a bottle of pills, I guess that they're it's just the active ingredient in pot put into a pill form. And he says he took well, it. That's no fun. Pot's supposed to be fun. Well, his his argument was, and then people can't smell it on you or tell that you've been doing it. But he said he took it, and he said it was really intense. Well, same with same with like a brownie or a cookie. You can't smell it on you. Yeah. I've always heard that's a lot more intense too. I've never done that. It's yeah, yeah. I uh, was at uh, a party once, yeah, not too long ago, and they'd put uh, brownies out on the table, and Jeff was not warned and ate like a whole brownie, and then and then I started in on my second brownie because was you know uh, sometimes you're at the party you like sneak that second yumminess you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and halfway through the second one they told me you know those are prop brownies. I was like, "Why did you tell me that <laughs> an hour and a half ago, asshole?" Oh God, Jeff got really high that night. Yeah, that was just a few years ago. The good news mm-hmm. is he was so drunk he didn't even notice he was high. Yeah, but I did <laughs> ch- up Chuck on the way home, man. And my wife still argued with me. Are you sure you want, don't want to drive? I'm like, God, my wife is terrible for yeah. for like, yeah, yeah, uh, no, she no. Just, if you've she would rather get in an accident and die with me drunk than drive. <laughs> I was like last weekend when I had to <clears throat> drive home so that I could drive Oliver one block to go to a birthday party and then drive Why out you, to your he place. He can't walk a fucking block? He can walk a block. Mm. It was it was argued that he couldn't take his sleepover stuff like a sleeping bag and his backpack and everything else. He can. Drag that shit with you. Yeah, put it in a car. Have your friend come... Pe- That's what I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Your friend would come over, whose who's house you're going to stay at, especially if they're only a few blocks away. Yeah. You would gather all your shit, and he or she would help you carry their your shit to their house. Sounds like a learning experience. Yeah, it's called a group effort. If you want something, you and your friends will work for it, mm-hmm. won't you? Yeah. Otherwise, I could have avoided that whole drive to Blaine thing. Same thing when I was uh, what was eleven years old. I got a, uh, me and a buddy. Um, uh, there's an old lady that lived next door to us, and she had these huge apple trees, and just she was so old, she didn't. And the house was falling apart. It was kind of a almost a creepy setting if I'd thought that way, but I didn't. And uh, my my mom said, why don't, "Why don't you go over and ask her if you can pick some apples? Maybe you can make cider, and we can go sell it." And you can sell it on, you know, in mm-hmm. the front because we were right on Fairhaven there yeah. in Burlington. And so, yeah, me and my buddy went over. And we, we, she, she said, "Oh yeah, you'll go ahead." And, and we went and picked a shit ton of apples, made cider, and went mm-hmm. and sold it. Yeah. yeah, and proceeded to buy shit tons of candy after that because <laughs> we're eleven, and that's what you do. Probably would have been better off with the cider. I'm sure it was yummy. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. But the kids are retarded. Yeah, <laughs> true enough. But you know, like Nikita, I I pay Nikita to read books, so she gets two bucks a book. God, you're nice. Well, it's also a part of learning the responsibility of money. So she has a bunch of money right now, and what I told her was, now you have enough money because I'm only pay. I'm not going to repay you for books that you've already read. I'm not going to pay you for those. All right. She has enough money. She can and buy now, you. exactly, I told her. We'll go to the used bookstore, and you can buy as many books as you want. You don't have to use all your money, but use mm-hmm. make an, buy enough books to make more money so you can afford the stuff you want. See, I would have told her, well, now you have enough money, you can buy Daddy Fallout 4. 
<laughs> she doesn't have that much money. But Daddy has money set aside for Fallout 4. But he might spend it on the, because they still have some left, uh, Loot Crate has a special Fallout crate. Yeah. It's $100, but it's like 150 or $200 worth of shit. So, And I have a feeling the game comes with it. But I'm, if they have any left next weekend, I'll probably buy it. I think we can. I think we've covered robot fucking <laughs> forever. No, I, I still have some thoughts on robot fucking. <laughs> I just finished that episode, and the ninety percent of that episode is about fucking some sort of robot I know. or car I know. <laughs> or object. Well, didn't you think my picture of my Tango was cute? That was awesome. I didn't. See if it. you looked real close, you would have seen like the little nappy hair hanging off the edge of it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you just get That's, done using it? Nah, it's been sitting away. I, I, I don't use it as often as I purport to so use you, it. Well, you guys ready to start? You want to... Yeah, yeah. Are we humans? Are we human beings in a mob? But what's a mob to a king, and what's a king to a god? What's a god to a non-believer, and who believes in anything? Me? We'll make it out alive. All right. All me. night. No church in the wild. Tears on the mausoleum floor. Blood stains. On the Colosseum doors, lies of the lips of the priest, Thanksgiving disguised as a feast, rolling in the Rolls Royce, only the doctors got this, I'm hiding from the police, cocaine seats, drug dealer chic, I'm wondering if a dove's prayers reach, my P.S. P.S. Socrates said, whose bias do you all seek, or Plato the screech? I'm just balling here. I know you hear my sneaks. Jesus was a carpenter. Yeezy, he lays beats. Hova, flow the Holy Ghost. Get the hell up out of your seats. Preach, but human beings in a mob. What's a mob to a king? What's a king to a god? What's a god to a non-believer who don't believe in anything? Coke on her black skin made the stripes like a zebra. I call a jungle fever. You will not control the threesome. Just roll up the weed until I get some. We formed a new religion. No sins as long as there's permission. And deception is the only felony. So never fuck without. So never fuck anybody without telling me. Listen <laughs> to these rules. Or any robots. Sunglasses and Advil. Late nights was mad real. Sun coming up at 5 a.m. Wondering if they got cabs still. Thinking about the girl all leopard. Who she was rubbing in the wood with the Kiki Shepherd. Two tattoos, one read, no apologies. The other said, love is cursed by monogamy. There's something that the pastor don't preach. That's something that the teachers don't teach. When we die, the money we can't keep. But we'll probably spread it all because polyamory ain't cheap. <laughs> so let's preach. Mecca high, Mecca ho, Mecca cheerio this beerio. This motherfucker needs some monk's blood. <laughs> well, I'd say we're ready. <laughs> I would too. And uh, I Proceed. just wrote her into the. <laughs> 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 While he's doing, I'm like, keep going, keep going. I'm typing. Hold on, I gotta get to it. Center yourself. All right. No, I had to find the accent. No. Oh. 